MLM Nation, episode 729. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built a team of over 200,000 and is now a full-time MLM coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us now. Let's do this. Hey, MLM Nation. If you're frustrated at where you're at, I have some good news. I finally, now that the book launch has happened, my book is published, I actually have some time for one-on-one coaching to help you. During this program, this is not a group coaching. It's actually hands-on one-on-one coaching. I give you my cell phone. You can reach out to me seven days a week and I actually hold your hand and show you exactly what to do during the five steps. Everything from your video to your presentation. I look at your slides. I look at what words you're using so that you can close more prospects. I hold you accountable and help you grow your business faster. Uh, obviously, I can't take everyone. There's a short application process. If, you go, if you're interested, go to mlnation.com forward slash coaching. Okay, mlnation.com forward slash coaching. Take five minutes to apply. Let me know more about you. And after you fill out the application, I'll reach out to you within 24 hours. Anyway, I look forward to helping you. I really want, let's do this together. Let's make the rest of the year your best year. And I want to help you. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Bryn Lang. Hey, Bryn, are you ready to make it happen? Hell yes. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Bryn Lang was a college athlete and worked at a sales job and was a fitness trainer before she got started in network marketing. Today, she's a seven-figure earner, one of the top recruiters in the company, and is an expert at building a business online while still able to have time for her life. So, Brynn, I've given ML Nation a brief intro, but please take us back to your background. Uh, what did you used to do? What type of sports did you play? And how did you end up in network marketing? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Like, this is super cool. I've been following you for such a long time. Um, I actually, um, started out, yes, as an athlete, I played volleyball my whole life. Um, I ended up going from California to Mississippi on a full ride volleyball scholarship, um, graduated, moved to, um, mid Mississippi with my then, uh, college, I guess you would call him fiance at that point, um, and decided to go into food sales. I had always kind of been in the restaurant industry with my family, my family's own restaurants. And I always said, I would never, ever, ever own a restaurant ever after, you know, just seeing like the hard work that they had to put in. Um, but then I went into food sales and met my husband actually, who was a restaurant owner. <laughs> so I guess that ended up happening. Uh, but after I met him, I decided that I hated sales. What's really funny is I hated prospecting. I hated cold walking into a restaurant. Like I hated all the things. I actually like really hated doing the sales stuff. What I did love was the customer service, but I just decided sales wasn't for me. And so I went back to kind of my like natural abilities and decided to help people with their health, with their fitness. And I got my personal trainer's license and I ended up um, working for our local YMCA as a wellness director. And then actually running a boot camp um, through a, a local company here. But what I found was I was exhausted. At that point, I had a five-year-old kid. I'm dragging him in and out of the gym all day long. My husband's up at the restaurant like from seven in the morning until 10 at night. You know, I'm working from sometimes five in the morning to eight at night, in and out. 
and I was exhausted and there was literally no way for me to make more money. Um, and my husband and I, we would get to the end of the month and we just didn't have enough money to pay all of our bills. And I'm like, what am, what am I going to do? And so, although I'd been like super skeptical about network marketing, I really thought it was really dumb. Let's be honest. <laughs> I had friends who had done it and I'm like, you guys are idiots. I'm never going to do that stuff. You're spamming all your people all over social media. You're like begging people to join your business. And that is not my jam. But, you know, sometimes the right person says the right thing on the right day to you. And um, that happened for me. And so a friend of mine, he literally walked in my gym. He was so excited. Like he was just like jumping up and down. He's like, oh my gosh, I literally just bought socks without checking my bank account. And I was like, oh, because like the week before I remember I was like standing in Target, staring at a pair of shoes for my kid that I couldn't afford. And I was like asking myself how long his shoes could stretch before I could buy him a new pair. And so when he said he could finally buy socks without checking his bank account, I was like, maybe I need to do something different. Like maybe I need to look into this. And so I jumped in network marketing world. I sucked balls (laughs) like everybody else. I didn't know what I was doing. My upline didn't know what they were doing. Their upline didn't know what they were doing. But I started to see the, you know, the opportunity that this might present for me and my family, like more freedom. And so um, I just sucked until I sucked less. And that's how I got started. So when your friend got excited, so you could buy socks without checking a back account. That's the first time I heard that. That's good. Well, what made you decide to join right away? Because you thought you said network market was dumb. I did. The definition... Yeah. The definition of insanity, you know, I took a look at my life and I asked myself, you know, I can keep doing the same thing I'm doing, or I could possibly have an open mind into doing something else. And honestly, I loved health and wellness. It was my jam. I was already helping people with their fitness every single day. People were already asking me every single day for recommendations on supplementation and what they should be eating things. And he was talking about a health and wellness supplement company. And so I thought if I look into this stuff and it's legit and it's something that I think I could really, you know, help my people with, it just kind of fit really well. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I went home, I researched the products. I had no idea what to look at, like at a comp plan or anything like that. I mean, like I had, you know, I I had zero experience. Um, but I liked what I saw in the products and I thought, you know what, like I'm, I'm tired of living this way. If I have something that I can offer to my people, it allows me to help them. Then I need to stop being skeptical. And what year was this? This was in 2014. 2014. So you said you sucked and you were terrible. And so looking back, um, why were you so sucky and terrible? What mistakes (laughs) did you make? Well, it's funny because it's like we we decide to come into this world of network marketing. Right. And like so many of us were so excited about these products that it's so awesome. Right. But like, I, I sucked at my sales job that I had previously. I hated, I hated walking in and prospecting people. Right. Like I'm a people pleaser. So I can't stand it when people like, you know, they, they, they don't like what I'm doing or bringing to them or whatever. So I was like super scared to talk to the people that I already knew about it. Um, and so for me, like I, I had zero experience in all of these things or in leadership. And I think a lot of times we get into it and I think it's the one industry where 
were thrust into this leadership role with like no actual leadership experience. And so what happened was I actually built really fast because I had a wide area of influence when it came to health and wellness, right? All of my, you know, fitness clients were now buying the supplement. So I was able to sell a lot but I didn't sign on my first business partner for six months. Like it took me six months to actually, you know, grow the balls, honestly, to even talk to somebody about starting the business, because I remember how skeptical I was about it. So what changed? What made you decide to, okay, I can, you felt comfortable to lead with the business. Yeah. So actually like the, the, this first business that I grew to a six figure income, I never led with the business. I was scared. And so I started thinking about the problems and that I had when it came to talking to people about the business, right? I was scared to like, just go in and be like, Hey, I have this great business opportunity. It might be a great fit for you. You know, like, would you be open to take a look at it? Like that didn't seem natural to me. And so I started thinking about it. I'm like, okay, so I love the products. The products are easy to share. People are getting great results on the products, but I'm really scared to actually talk about a business. So how do I solve that problem for myself? How do I start recruiting people? And then how do I duplicate that so I can actually make real money? And so um, I, I just started doing, what I like to call asking the extra question. I never led with the business. I never really talked about the business, but I was on fire for my products. I love what the products were doing. I loved creating curiosity around the products. And so every time I was in a conversation with somebody who was interested in possibly using the product, I simply just asked them, hey, look, can't wait to get you this information. Would you also be open to hearing how you can make some extra income as well? And what I found was like all these people who probably never would have even considered it, all of a sudden they were open to it. They're like, yeah, sure. I'll take, you know, information on both. And I got a lot of no's, but I got way more yeses than I ever thought possible. So then I I took it a step further. I'm like, okay, well, now I'm getting all these customers, right? And like, they, they always say some of your best business partners are going to be people who love the product. So I started going to the people who are already using the products and saying, Hey, look, you're getting crazy, amazing results. Would you be open to hearing how you can make some extra income simply by sharing the results you're getting? And they're like, yeah, how do you do that? Right. And so I started recruiting. I started bringing in people who were the warm leads who were interested in the products. And I started bringing in people who were the hot leads who were having results on the products. And I started to build a team. What was uh, an aha moment or light bulb moment where your business really, really started to take off? You felt you got it and then started exploding. So that, that was like the biggest thing that made a difference for me because in the beginning, because I learned the habits that I needed to create, what I needed to do every single day that were going to start to get me results, right? Like I'm like, okay, if every day I can lead with the products, that's easy. I can teach anybody to lead with the products, right? And I could just simply ask the extra question and learn how to flip my customers. I could duplicate that. And it's funny, that's still one of the number one things that I teach my team now to this day, you know, eight years later, because the majority of people are scared to talk to people about a business, but they are open to sharing products that they love. But for me, you know, like the really big thing that built me to a six figure business. But what I found was I built this six figure business and I was exhausted. I was overwhelmed. I was burnt out. I was working all day, every day. What I had originally gotten into network marketing for was not only to make more money, but I wanted, I wanted more freedom. Like I was in and out of the gym all day. I never had time with my family. 
And I hit this roadblock four years in, I'm making six figures, but I was miserable. Like I was the one showing up and doing all of the calls and all of the Zooms and all of the three-way calls. And, you know, I was the one doing all the presentations and, you know, like I, I did everything. I worked all day and it finally came to a roadblock for me. Like one day when I was at home during the summer, my kid's home with me, right? I'm a mom, right? I, 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 I was like, yes, yeah, stay home. Don't go to summer camp. We'll spend time together. But we didn't spend time together. I was on the phone constantly. And I remember being like on my third three-way call of the day and my kid just kept tapping me, just kept tapping me. He wanted to show me this, this thing he was drawing and finally like turned to my kid and I snapped and I looked at him and I said, River, stop bothering me. Your mom is working. And uh, it's like, it sucks having to go back to this. Uh, my kid like started bawling, crying and he just collapsed onto the floor and he looked up at me and he said, mommy, you don't even love me anymore. You never pay attention to me. And that for me was actually the moment that I realized that I was either going to have to quit or I was going to have to do it differently. And when I figured out exactly how to do it differently, that's when everything changed for me. That's when I took my business from a six-figure business to a multi-seven-figure business and doing it by actually working a lot less. Yeah, because when you send me your bio, you know, I love what you said. Like Most people are too busy with life to build a business and others are too busy to build a business to have a life. But then yeah. I think that was the pivotal moment. So what changed? What, what happened? Yeah. So, and, and you said it correctly. Like, you know, if you look at, at the entrepreneur world period, anybody who wants to become an entrepreneur, especially in network marketing, you know, you have these people, like most of us are so busy every day. We've got kids and we've got spouses and we've got, you know, sports and we've got hobbies and we've got jobs and we've got all these things that we have to take care of laundry and take doctor's appointments and all these things. Well, then all of a sudden we get thrown in this world and it's like, oh my gosh, like, I also have to do all of these things for my business and I don't have a boss. And it's like, we're, we're too busy with the craziness of life to actually like show up consistently and work a business. And then they're like, they're there. Achievers who like do what I did and go all in and it's all they do. And they work, 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 work. And they hit burnout and overwhelm and they're too busy doing, building their business to build a life. And so I started thinking through it and I'm like, there has to be a way that I could build this without having to sacrifice what matters to me most, which is my family. And so I learned how to get super, super, super intentional with everything I was focusing on every day. Like I really like the first thing I did was I gave myself a three-day challenge and I said, okay, I have to figure out exactly where I'm wasting time. I have to figure out exactly what activities are actually going to move forward like my business the fastest. And I have to figure out how to outsource and delegate. So I'm not the one doing everything. Mm -hmm. And so I, for three days, I literally wrote down everything that I was doing every day. Like I literally wrote down when I was sitting on the toilet, <laughs> like everything, because I wanted to really be able to look at it and see, okay, like where am I spending time that I don't need to be spending time, right? Like one of the things that I realized I was doing, like I had a home gym, yet I was still going to the gym every day. And I'm like, okay, so I could either like save 20 minutes. 
I have a drive there and a drive back. That's 40 minutes. That's 40 minutes I'm spending driving to the gym and back when I have a home gym, I might as well just work out here, you know? And I started to look at things in my personal life and in my business life that didn't necessarily need to be done by me. And then I started really pouring my time and energy into the things that were moving the needle forward the most and then outsourcing and delegating all those other things. That's awesome. Um, what are some things you delegated? I'm curious. Oh, I could talk about this all day long. <laughs> um, so thing, like I remember hearing this and I can't remember who said it, but I remember hearing this early on in my career, but it didn't really make sense to me at the time. But this person had said basically like, how can you, what can you do now? And I like to call it now ROIT, return on investment of time. Like what can you do now or create now that's going to actually create you more time in the future? See, most people, we only focus on today and like the stuff we're doing today, which is why we're always on that hamster wheel of busy instead of focusing on the future. Whereas we can do things today that create us more time in the future. And so I started asking myself, you know, okay. So in my, my family life, my personal life, how can I create more time in the future? So even though I, you know, I started doing this, you know, kind of before I could afford it, I started hiring somebody to come clean my house every week. I hired somebody to come do my laundry. I started to, um, like talk to the other moms, like when it came to sports or school, and we started trading off time when it came to carpools, like one of us would take them, one of us would pick them up, or we would trade off weeks, right? So that I didn't have to do everything, right? I started talking to, you know, the people in my life, friends and family members that would be willing to trade off time watching each other's kids or, you know, talking to my husband. Good Lord, us women, we think that we have to do everything. I started asking my husband to do things, right? When it came to, to our kid. And it was like, I started freeing up all this time. And then I'm like, oh my gosh. I can do this with my business too, right? And so I started asking myself the things that I need to do on a daily basis, right? Like my income producing activities, like every day I need to be creating conversations. I need to be networking. I need to be prospecting people for my business. I need to be following up. I need to be asking for referrals. How can I hire out these things that don't have to be done by my, my voice, my passion, right? So I started hiring virtual assistants. I created scripts for them that sounded exactly like me. And I started having them do the ones that were reaching out to my followers and the people watching my stories and the people engaging on my content. Right. And then I, I took it a step forward or forward from there. You know, I started um, help, having them help me with my follow-up game. You know, I started having them, you know, actually do my referrals and to, to the point, just little steps over time, I got it to a point where you know, I have this massive business that I probably only work an hour or two a day now. And I'm doing the things that are creating me the most income and the most results because they're done with my voice. Right. So I don't hire somebody to create my content because I know that my content is what is going to get me the most leads so that I can then have the right conversations. Um, I wake up every morning to messages already created. And then I can go in and I can see these people are fit for my personal business. And if I want to actually talk to them about building a business with me. So I really started outsourcing and delegating a ton. And then of course we could go on a whole nother tangent 
when it comes to, to leadership, you know, I started delegating to the people I was bringing into my business instead of being the only one doing the presentations or doing the trainings, right? Helping raise those leaders up and delegating things to them so that they could learn leadership. And I could keep taking, you know, a little bit more of steps back and creating a massive business that doesn't need me around all the time. That's awesome stuff. Uh, great stuff there in terms of getting more time and really building the business. So you're not stuck in the, like, yeah, like you said, a lot of people make a lot of good money, but they have no lives. No, none. And it's a, what I've found, like, I think it's one of the biggest problems in our industry. And the reason why so many people end up quitting because they really burn out. They don't know how to, they don't know how to build a business and have a life at the same time. And so even with my team, I teach them business hours. I teach them like, if it's a freaking holiday, get off your freaking phone and go be with your family. Right. I don't make them feel guilty if they maybe fall off for the summer or, you know, maybe they, they have a lot going on in their life and they can't quite show up the way that, that they normally would want to feel like what a lot of leaders do. Like a lot of leaders do that. They make, even if it's just subconsciously, they're making their people feel guilty for not showing up every day and not taking massive action and not doing this and this and this and this. And then we end up pushing them right out of our business. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, especially the people who are smart uh, with successful careers, they join network marketing for time, like the way you did, right? And yes. then they find out, yeah, you build a network marketing business, but you actually have, like you said, like what you went through, you, have, you actually have less time than you used to have. So yeah. great tips there. What is your worst, this is my favorite question. What is your worst, worst moment in network marketing in, in eight years? To the point like you thought about this is not for me, but you didn't quit. And that's why you are where you are today. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was that moment with my son. I mean, to, mm-hmm. to hear that as a mother from your eight-year-old son, that he doesn't think you love him because you never pay attention to him. That was one of that probably was the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life, not just my business. I mean, it really made me have to take a long, hard look in the mirror and ask myself, like, what's really important to me, right? Like, yes, I want to be successful. I want to make a shit ton of money. (laughs) I want to help people be successful. I want to help them make a lot of money. But at the end of the day, I don't want to sacrifice, you know, my family on the altar of success. And you know, I think a lot of us find ourselves in that place where we do that, you know, because we're always told sacrifice now for what you want later. And do you believe that a lot of sacrifice does have to happen when it comes to building a business and being successful, but there are certain things that should never be sacrificed. Right. And so identifying what's most important to you is really, really big. When I sat down and I started asking myself these questions, I'm like, okay, my faith, my family, and my health outside of my business are the three things that matter most to me. So I am not willing to sacrifice those three things in order to create success. So how can I instead learn how to grow those three things while I'm also building my business? And that's when getting really, really intentional with my time and how I was choosing to show up, that's that's where I had the biggest change. How important is uh, consistency to success? Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> it's probably otherwise, other than being super intentional, consistency is probably the number one thing that I also, you know, teach. And once again, like I I I feel like we get in this place where like 
for those of us who are busy, I call it the guilt cycle, right? Like those of us, like when we spend way too much time with our family, not building our business, we feel guilty. And then when we spend way too much time building our business and not, you know, building our bit or, you know, pouring into our family, we feel guilty. And it's like this constant like tug of guilt. And so I just like to teach people like, it's just one foot in front of the other. Like we get it all up in our heads every day that we have to know everything. We have to do all the things like, but what really you need to do is just put one foot in front of the other every day and not make yourself feel guilty as you're on that journey. And so I like to teach something I call base numbers and stretch numbers um, because we all know we have to do income producing activities, right? Like that's the be all and all we have to be consistent with those things. But every day looks different, right? There, and every season of life looks different. There are some days or some seasons of life where we're on fire, man. Like everything's going good. Our kids aren't sick. Like, you know, the sun is shining and life is amazing and it's really easy to show up. But there are other seasons in life and other days in our life where life sucks, man. You know, maybe your, your parents are sick and you have to, you, they have to come live with you. You got to take care of them. You know, maybe you get fired from your job, right? There's all these things that can happen, you know, in our outer lives that can totally affect, you know, what season we're in, in our business. And so when it comes to base and stretch numbers, I, I basically just tell people, okay, you know what your income producing activities are. Pick a base number in each of those things that you can literally do no matter what season you're in, no matter what kind of day you're having, so that every day when you lay your head down on the pillow at night, you know that you did at least that. Y'all, my base numbers are one. Like I will prospect one person. I will talk to one new person. I will follow up with one person. Like that may sound like a little bit, but it needs to be a low, low barrier of entry. So that way... I can celebrate the fact that I showed up every single day, even if I didn't do a whole lot. And then of course we have stretch numbers in those seasons and those days where we feel good and life's amazing. Right. And like, I have big stretch numbers, like 20 per IPA, right? Like, I don't think I've ever heard 20, actually hit 20 per day on all of them on the same day, but I've tried on the good days. Right. And, and the real key to consistency is just falling somewhere between that base number and that stretch number every single day. You'll feel better. It will keep you motivated because you won't be beating yourself up for not showing up, which is another thing we love to do, right? And it just keeps you putting that one foot in front of the other every single day. It's not that you have to take massive action. It's that you just need to take consistent action. Hey, that's awesome. I love the fact you talk about the minimum number, like the base number and the stretch number. Okay, I think what most people end up doing is uh, they all go for it. We all have stretch numbers, right? And then we don't hit them. And then, like you said, we beat each other up and then that doesn't make us feel good. And the next day we kind of like lose hope and next three more days later, then we don't do anything. So yeah. I love what you said, going in between that. If you do in, in between, you're actually, you're going to be consistent every day. Just good yeah. stuff. Really good. And feel really good. good. You feel good. You know? Yes. And I think the, the minimum, even if you have, because that's the reality, life's going to hit us, the seasons of life. There are days where you just got tons of stuff to do, but as long as you do one, you feel better about yourself. Well, right? even one think about it, like, think about it this way. And this is like, like one of those things that like blew my mind when I started thinking about it, right? Like, let's say I'm having a busy season of life. A lot of people fall off June, July, right? Middle of summer. It's, it's a typical thing that people do. They're like, yeah, it's vacation time. My kids are off. Like, I'm going to go have fun, right? Like, think about it. What if you, the month of July, 
What if you only hit your base, your base numbers were one and you only hit your base numbers for the whole month, every day. Hmm. That's 30 people that you prospected, that you followed up with, that you asked for referrals, that you started conversations with. I guarantee those of you who are listening right now, that 90% of you did not even come close to hitting 30 people in the month of July. But if you broke it down to one a day, you can literally do that in like 10 minutes and then you're done for the day. Over a year, that's 365. 98% of you didn't prospect 365 people last year. I guarantee it. Well, I would say 90% don't even do one a day in any month. They may mm-hmm. go like five in one day, 10 in one day, and then they burn out and then end up doing nothing for five, seven days. Yep. Hey, ML Nation, I have a new and free tool to help you out, to help you achieve your goals. Hey, most goals fail because they don't apply the seven components of the consistency system. So I created a cheat sheet for you. This is based up from my book, The Consistency System, the seven components that help you increase sales and transform your business. It's free. Just head over to mlnation.com forward slash system. Thank you so much. I feel I can talk to you forever, but I got to respect your time. I just want to ask you a couple of the quick questions to pick your brain. And these can be quick one-liners. Okay. So the first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Well, it's funny. I was reading this in your thing. And I, I mean, there's so many, right? But I kind of wanted to go on with what we're we're talking about here today. And so this is actually, I'm like, I'm like, I want to brush the dirt off my shoulders. This this quote is the a Bryn Lang quote, okay? And that is if somebody can do it 75% as well as you can, let them <laughs> mm-hmm. delegate it, outsource it. I literally remember having a leader on my team. I like went to her one day and I'm like, dude, why don't you ever run the presentation? Like, why do I always have to do it? She goes, why would I? You're going to do it. So I don't have to. Oh, that made a whole lot of sense. So if, if somebody else can do it 75% as well as you can, let them. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Uh, definitely, I would say the consistency and the getting really, really intentional on where I'm focused in my time. 100%. You know, there's not a single successful person that I know that gets to even close to where, you know, what we've created without having to be extremely, extremely consistent. But once again, I don't work all day, every day. I don't like massive action, throw my head into the wall. Like I just make sure that I'm super efficient and super consistent in the things that move the needle forward the most every single day. Yeah. I think just uh, for the listeners, you know, uh, I don't know what your definition of intentional is. When I think of intentional, I mean like every, you're never thinking about, oh, what should I do next? Everything's pre-planned. Everything is a reason, right? Like I, I, for example, right after this show, I have something planned. I'm sure you have immediately the next five things you got to do. It's never like downtime. Oh, what should I do next? Who should I follow up? Everything's planned in advance. Yeah, actually. And I'm glad you said that. Another quote, I just went to Funnel Hacking Live last week and Russell Brunson said this and I was like, boom. He said, unplanned revenue is no revenue. (laughs) And I like to take that a step further and say, okay, well, unplanned joy is no joy either. And so when I mean in being intentional, I got really intentional 
on the four areas of my life that I wanted to grow, which were my faith, my family, my business, and my health. And I just made sure that all of those things were planned every day, quality over quantity. My husband probably doesn't want to hang out with me for four hours, but I make sure that I have lunch with him every day without our cell phone. So we have eye to eye contact and he knows that he's just as important a part of my life. Right. Same thing with my kid. We watching Rick and Morty every night, you know, after dinner, like that's our thing we do together. Like, and he can talk to me if he wants to, but we don't have phones. Right. Like, so I got just as intentional and focused in those areas as I did with my business. Cause what most people do and tell me if this sounds familiar, you guys, like literally I remember a day in the life of the old Bryn, like literally in the kitchen, my kids at the table, he's, he's doing his homework. He's asking me questions about his math homework. I'm trying to cook dinner at the same time. The, the thing's going off for the laundry. I got to go fold the laundry. And then I go in there to grab the laundry and the dog barks because the dog has to go out. And my kid's still yelling at me because he wants help with, with this math question. And then all of a sudden the smoke alarm's going off because I left the dinner on the stove, right? Like, and at the same time, I have a phone in my hand and I'm trying to message all these people back. That's how most people build their business and their life. So what I realized was that whole multitasking thing is a bunch of BS and I'm not going to multitask anymore. I'm going to learn how to be super focused and super efficient. Even if it's for a very short amount of time on each thing that I'm doing, if I'm working out, I'm not on my phone. If I'm with my spouse and we're having our intentional time, I'm not on my phone. If I'm working my business, I'm in my office with the door shut and they know not to bother me, (laughs) you know? Yes. Well, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? Oh, you might've stumped me on that one. Uh, Cause there's so much advice that I have received over the years. Uh, oh, well, this one probably came from my husband. Um, and we probably don't have time to go into uh, my full background, but I was actually a, a child of sexual abuse from the age of zero to 18. My stepfather, I had to live with him and it was terrible. And, you know, going into adulthood, it, it made things really, really hard for me to, um, to have real relationships or believe in myself in any area. I was just a really broken person. And, and I remember seven years into our marriage, my husband turning to me and literally like everything was crumbling. And he looked at me and he said, how long are you going to let your past affect your future? And that for me was also another huge turning point in my life because a lot of people let themselves get held back from, you know, creating anything bigger in their life um, because of the things that happened to them in their past. You know, they, they, they feel like because these things happened in the past that they're not worthy of creating something bigger. And so in that moment, I realized that like, I was letting one person and what they did to me and what had happened to me affect my entire future. But all I had to do was make the choice to step into a new me and a new future and let that go. And that can be really hard. I'm not going to say it was easy to to make that decision or to do that work, but that was probably hands down the best advice anybody ever gave me was to, to really realize that you can let your past affect your future, or you can take it, you can let it go and you can let it help you build your future. What's your favorite prospecting tool? Say someone is interested, do you get on a Zoom? Would you send a personal video or company video or Facebook ATM? What, what do you like to use? Yeah, uh, we are we are all in on the ATM strategy. Uh, 
I love, love it. It's actually really simple. Anybody can do it. Um, but I also end up having a lot of coaching clients that, you know, maybe their upline doesn't do the ATM. They don't have a big team. The building an ATM group is like, you know, by themselves. And so if you don't have that already in place, just use a tool, use a video. Videos will always do better explanation than you can do yourself. And what you are doing is you're showing that prospect that they don't have to know everything in order to do what you do. Because I did the Zooms and I did the three-way calls and I did the lunch meetings where you <laughs> talk to somebody for an hour and you like show the whole presentation. And then they're like, <laughs> I'm out of here because they think that they're going to have to learn all of that. Uh, what's your favorite app on your phone that's not a social media app? That's a really good question. I've never had anybody ask me that. Well, honestly, I like this Power School app because it lets me look at all my kids' grades. <laughs> as soon as Power gets, School. So I can I can watch what he's doing at school. They upload all his stuff in there. So that's pretty cool. That's probably one I check quite often. And then also I love my Jesus Calling app. It's it's once again quality over quantity, like I talked about earlier, um, you know, faith is a big thing for me. And um, it's something that I never want to, you know, neglect in order to become successful. And it's one of the first things I do every day is I open up, it takes me five minutes to read it. And it just gives me that intentional time with the Lord. to start. Yeah. yeah. What are two or three books that you could recommend to Emma Nation? Yeah. So I just, um, I'm like halfway through, um, Russell Brunson's Expert Secrets, which is really freaking good. I love all of his books. I'm I'm a big fan. Um, so that one is is fantastic. Um, I love the um, uh, the five love languages. I wow. have not only has that been phenomenal for my my own personal relationship with my spouse, but it's been amazing leadership tool yeah. because everybody has their, their love language. And when you can figure out what the different people on your team, how they feel heard, how they feel recognized, how they feel loved, it makes it really easy to uh, lead them. Um, so that's probably another uh, one of my other favorites. And then, I mean, I'm going to sound like everybody else on the, the planet, but you know, you can't beat they can grow rich. <laughs> I mean, I've probably read that one 10 times. Yeah. By the way, I love the, I got to check out the Jesus Calling app too. Because I actually read, that's how I start the morning. I start the morning with Jesus Calling, but I read on my iPad, so. Oh yeah, it's awesome. I I, I think, it, I mean, I've had it for so long, but I think I paid for it. Yeah. But it's just like, I literally click it and it, it takes me for right sure. to today and yep, it's awesome. Here's the last question, the million dollar question. You ready? Yeah. So imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you would do or the first place you go to find prospects and build a network marketing business from scratch? Oh, that's, that is a million dollar question, but it's an, actually an easy one. I would go all in on the value that I could provide and I would be everywhere possible on social media giving that value. Because at the end of the day, that is what has probably grown my business the most is showing up super consistently every day with valuable content for my audience. It gives me never ending people to talk to about my business every single day. As we wrap up, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way listeners can connect with you? 
Yeah. So, um, obviously you can find me on Instagram at Bryn Lang one. You can find me on Facebook, Bryn Lang. Um, I also, am I allowed to give a free download for your listeners? Sure, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I have, um, actually a lot of what we've been talking about today. I have a free tracker. It is a consistency and intentionality tracker, a high, high performance tracker. And it actually not it. What makes it different is it doesn't just help you track your, um, your IPAs, the things that you need to do every day for your business, but it also helps you like actually gives you a list to walk through when it comes to the things that are important in life. And it gives you like a time amount to do it in. And it's, it's fantastic. It's really helpful to get really consistent and really intentional. And you can get that at thebrinlang.com forward slash tracker. Um, I also have my website, thebrinlang.com. I have all kinds of free resources there. I have a newsletter. I literally send an email to my email list every single day full of value. So, And in your last words of advice. Yeah. I mean, you may have been on here and you might have really resonated with what I was talking about when it comes to feeling that burnout. Like, don't quit. Don't quit. There is a different way to do it. You really, truly can build a massive business and an incredible life at the same time. You just have to figure out what matters most to you. And then you have to get super intentional in those areas. And good Lord, sweet baby Jesus, learn how to outsource and delegate. <laughs> and Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you've been hanging out with Bryn Lang. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.com. Click on the podcast tab in the show notes with all the nuggets of wisdom and also go get the tracker and also follow Brent on social media. She has a great profile, lots of value there. And also see what top leaders do. What do they do on social media to allow them to have the success? Definitely check her out. Um, hey, in order to be successful in life and business and network marketing, you must help others. So Brent, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, and God bless you. Thank you. Hey, ML Nation. I would love to prospect together with you and also help guide you on what to say, how to reply back to your prospects so that you can get your next customer or rep this week. You want to know how? Just go to PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Again, that's www.PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chamber. Great, great show from Bryn Lang. Make sure you head over to MLNation.com, click on the podcast tab, and you see the show notes and the links um, to her profiles. Definitely follow her. And like I said, learn what top leaders are do in network marketing, right? It's very difficult to find out what company she's in. She is, uh, but provides tremendous amounts of value. And awesome tips here. Um, talk about being super intentional. I think if you want to be successful, you know, kind of like what I mentioned on the show, you have to plan out your days and be intentional. Otherwise, life is going to hit you. Life is going to distract you and you're going to be way, way off course. And even in the days where you do get off course, because you may have a child that gets sick, things that happen, you can do something. I I like what she said. I love, I love what she said, the base numbers and then the stretch numbers, right? Like we always stretch numbers, big goals, but base number could be just do one follow-up a day, right? It's one invite a day. Do something every day, but you got to do something every single day. And if you strive for that, you be consistent. You be con- And there will be times when you got a lot of stuff going on. You may not do as much, but do something every day. And I wrote that in my book, The Consistency Pill, where even like if you're struggling to 
uh, if you just want to get an exercise routine, even you went to the gym for five minutes and that's it. And you don't even work out anymore. It's just after five minutes. But you go there every day for five minutes. It, does that even help? It absolutely helps because it creates a routine. It creates a habit. And the way you see yourself is different. You don't beat yourself down, right? And then I love that she's very no BS, uh, very like, like, like my style, where she was very real, where a lot of people make money in network marketing, but you don't have much time, right? And then you become it's like another rat race. So you have to be super intentional, know when to delegate, know when to outsource. Uh, but at the same time, but one thing, she, she, if you notice, she doesn't outsource her content. And, and that's something I never do as well. Because that is only you know your voice, you know your style, only you can do, right? And I love the question, what can you do now that will create more time in the future? And you can ask for the big task. And network marketing is something you need to focus more now because that's going to create more time in the future. Your job is not. Other things are not. Network marketing will give you more time in the future. A lot of you follow my, me on social media. The reason I can do all this baseball stuff with my boys because I invested a tremendous amount of time into my network marketing business, right? Gives me a residual. I invest in things that give me more time. Awesome stuff there. Um, and I love what she said. She, and she likes to leave the product and she asks the extra question. Right? Would you be open to making extra money as well? Simple. A lot of the things that are you know about success is simple. You don't need to complicate it. Um, great stuff there. This is a show I would highly recommend you go back and re-listen again. And, and when you listen to Bryn again, think about what action steps you need to take. Right? Action. And then it's consistency and being intentional. So how can you be more consistent? How can you be more intentional? And even for me, when she said that, I realized there's things in my life, parts of my life, and I'm pretty intentional uh, in my business, but certain parts, I can even take the things to the next level. Um, and last thing I want to share with, she was totally thought network marketing is for stupid dummies, for losers, whatever, but it's about timing. And network marketing is about, now if you prospected her maybe 20 years ago, she would never have been open to it. But network marketing came to Bryn's life at the right time. And prospecting is about timing. I always believe every person will eventually buy, be a customer, join you, or give you a referral. It is all about timing. And for you to be there, still there, not quitting, still being active while when the timing is right for that person. Anyway, thanks again to Bryn. Make sure you reach out to her, connect with her. Thank you for listening. Hey, if you like this, please leave us a review. Really appreciate that. And now it's over to you. Take action on what you learned and go out there. Have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.